This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be having so much fun, but learning so much. And we're really talking to small business owners and entrepreneurs who know there are so many tasks and things that we have to do in our business that we're thinking, oh my gosh, but I need to focus on my business. And that's really what my guest is going to be talking to us about today. So please join me in welcoming Mary Sue Dayhill to our program today. Welcome, Mary Sue. Hello, thank you. <laughs> and that's actually the second time she said that because the first time I forgot to hit record. Um, <laughs> so luckily we didn't get too far down the path. We were just learning a little bit about her. So let me tell you a little bit about her and then we'll jump right back into this. So as I said, joining us today is Mary Sue Dayhill. She is the CEO of MSD Advisors. Mary Sue is hired by business owners who are tired of tedious administrative tasks eating up all their time. Well, what they want to do is automate all of those tasks so they can avoid the high cost of hiring and spend all that newfound time totally focused on growing their business. Using her methods, her clients rave about getting more done with less effort, cutting back on their work time, and, and I love this part, saving money on unused technology. Clients include micro-businesses that are looking to scale without the headache and costs of hiring new staff. Other than her family, Mary Sue's loves are a perfect margarita and everything dachshund. And of course, my beagles think that's pretty good. So again, Mary Sue, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> again. <laughs> so, you know, I was looking through your LinkedIn profile and I saw that you are very well trained on things like project management, which is what all of this is. But tell us a little bit more about how it is that you discovered that this is your passion in life. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, so my background, I've always been in technology and um, I actually started with an English degree. Ah. And the way I've, I positioned myself throughout my career was like a translator between tech to the business people. Okay. In a way, that's what I continue to do today. Um, when I first started working for myself a little over two years ago now, I was doing the same thing that I had been doing in the corporate world, which was technology management, project management for tech companies. Mm -hmm. And the more people I met that were solopreneurs or micro-businesses, I found that the technology aspect was just overwhelming. Right. And um, I was enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those people. <laughs> I was, you know, playing with it. I was doing all the trials, all those sorts of things, mm -hmm. and um, realized maybe I have, you know, tools, skills, insights that would benefit other solopreneurs. And um, I, you know, just started piloting it with a close friend of mine who uses, you know, some of the best of breed technologies just to see, can I translate my corporate technology management to a really small business? Mm -hmm. And um, it was successful. And so I pivoted 
in the end of last year to focusing solely on this. Cool. And it's been an awesome ride this year. Um, and the most important thing, which is why I'm reaching out to the different podcasts as well, is people just don't know what is available to them as small businesses. And um, that's what I'm trying to change is just the mindset. Right. <laughs> you know, we don't know that they exist um, or we know that they exist and we think, oh my gosh, that's either very expensive. Right. Look at something like, say, HubSpot. That mm -hmm. is hundreds, thousands. Um, you know, there, there are several programs that are literally thousands of dollars a month. We can't afford that. Um, you know, or we think it's too difficult, you know, and all of these various things. And, you know, so I love that you kind of sort through all of this and figure out, okay, this is what's going to work best for each client. Right. Yes. I think, you know, the other thing when you're a solopreneur, you often are just kind of given the one solution. Right. And, Somebody yeah. tells you, I use this, you should try it too. Exactly. And they're not, they're thinking I use it for my business in a certain way. They're not considering how you as a business should use it. And we all chase the next new thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's part of where we get into this situation where you have a bunch of technology that you don't actually know what to do with mm -hmm. and um, you're paying for it, but you're not really using it. Right. Right. <laughs> and I love that part because, you know, every time when I do my, my accounting, there are those things on there that I pay for, you know, and either I pay an annual fee or a monthly fee and I don't use it at all. <laughs> okay. So hello, throwing money out the window. Or I certainly don't use it to its full capability. And I think that's probably the biggest thing is, is, you know, I have these great tools, but I use a little bit of it. You know, I use right. the feature of it, um, you know, and, and all of these various things. And so, you know, I still, you know, I still pay the fee, you know, all of those various things. But it's, and, and, it, and it is, it's just, it gets to be overwhelming because I think, okay, well, I, I know that I could use this and it'll probably do that, but it's going to take me forever to figure it out or I'll do it wrong. You know, I, and, and we've all seen the, the, the examples of things that go wrong, right? You know, we get right. an email from somebody that's clearly, you know, a form email and that's great. You know, it's a, an e-newsletter, whatever the heck we want to call it. And it's dear first name. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know, you know, they, they don't know how to do things like that. I was just talking to somebody about that yesterday or, you know, it, we get it. And it's blank. I love those. Those are my favorites. Or it doesn't contain the link or, you know, all these various things, um, you know, and, and, or, you know, the other day, you know, I'm on Facebook. Somebody says, oh my gosh, my website has been hacked. There are over a hundred pornographic posts on oh. the blog. And I'm thinking, oh dear, oh dear. And so, you know, I quickly send her a note and I said, have you ever tried using the program WordFence? or plug-in. Um, she hadn't. She downloaded it. And of course, I told her, I said, there's a free version, paid version, you know, all those various things. But, you know, and I didn't hear back, don't know what happened. Um, but things like that. I mean, you know, where we're supposed to be focusing on our business. And, and it never occurs to us, okay, we're a small business. We sell an itsy bitsy little thing. Why would somebody want to hack into our website? Why would they want to do these things? You know, and, and some of those things are just simple controls. I mean, you know, you set it where you, you have to approve a, a comment. I always do that. You know, I always want to make sure that's there. But yeah, she had never heard of a program like WordFence. And so there's all of those things out there. Like you, know, like you said, we just get overwhelmed. Um, you know, and then it doesn't help matters that, you know, we might 
actually read a tech journal and thoroughly confuse ourselves. <laughs> is Facebook and LinkedIn where somebody is saying, hey, you know, I'm using X. And we're thinking, okay, that sounds good. Um, you know, and, and so kind of walk us through this, Brian. How in the heck do we even tame this tiger? <laughs> That's a great way of, of thinking about it. So one thing is, even though you're a solopreneur or, or micro business, you have a technology strategy, mm -hmm. regardless of if you've intentionally sat down and said, these are the technologies right. that I'm using. Mm -hmm. um, you've selected a website provider, an email provider, um, and probably some other tools. So all of those make up your technology strategy. Okay. Um, the way that I think about it is less is more, you know, so, right. and um, I think that's it is we get an overwhelm. Yes. I mean, you know, kind of, we're creating our own problem because we look at, I have a problem like this online scheduling is the easiest tool and so useful, but a lot of people right. still aren't using it, <laughs> but you you go in and you're like, I need a tool like this for this particular problem. So I go get that. Um, then you're like, well, I need to invoice and or I need to charge somehow. So I go get a separate tool. Mm -hmm. um, one of the women that I'm working with right now, she does a website design and it's you know beautiful. And I thought the way that she's using her online calendar scheduling tool was you know, just unique. She mm -hmm. has that first meeting, a 15 minute, you know, free call. And then she has her um, actual analysis design mm -hmm. branding meeting and she charges for it in the calendar appointment. Ah, mm -hmm. but she, here she's simplified her process. It's automated. Um, uh, and she's not adding an additional technology in there, you know, with an invoice or whatever. So to have the meeting, they have to pay. Mm -hmm. And then she has kind of checkpoints like that in mm -hmm. her process. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and of course, once you get it set up, it really does does go well. Um, but it's if that setting up point and, you know, let's let's talk about scheduling programs because, you know, I love them. I, I think they are the greatest thing in the world because how much time do we waste with sending an email? Hey, Mary Sue, we need to get together and have a client meeting. What works well for you next week? <laughs> you send me back an email and you say Tuesday at one, Wednesday at three. Thursday, you know, and so then I respond and I say, oh, wait a minute, Tuesday doesn't work. And then, you know, we go back and forth on emails several times and then pretty soon you wait, something else came up on Thursday and we're, we're back to not having a meeting. And so a scheduling program is so cool because you send a link and for, for most of them, you set them up with, you know, whatever it is, online meeting, client meeting, presentation, whatever the heck it is that, that you're doing, you tell it the length of time, all those various things. And, and then they pick. You right. Know, hey, I could pick Tuesday at one, Wednesday at three, comes back to me and I go, okay, I like the Tuesday option better. I select it, wham, bam, it goes back. It sends reminders. I love <laughs> all of those various things. But it, those are, they're complicated still. Um, you know, yeah, and, you still have to have, you have to think about, well, how many meeting events do I need? Right. How do I want to um, define the location? Because most of them allow you to either prescribe or right. set up options. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this, you know, when, when yeah. you set up yours for this, it automatically sent you a zoom link. So that saved me time. Cause I was having to go in, set up the calendar, send you an email <laughs> when that's <just laughs> right there in the calendar. 
Yes, yes. So that that I think it saves um, what I've read is like five to eight email exchanges, which just oh, adds time, and you have to follow up and like, wait, did actually, did respond. Well, and and a big part of it is invariably you're not just sending back the email that says Tuesday at one works. It's like, okay, Tuesday at one works. Hey, and I saw on Facebook that you're doing <laughs> and, and so then you get caught up in these conversations. And then we always have the stupid, thanks, yes, okay, yeah. <laughs> those emails that go back and forth. Yes, and if you don't actually then create the calendar appointment, right? then it's like lost, mm-hmm. you know, so that happens too. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, and, and, and then, of course, we have my favorites that, you know, I, as I said, like for this pro, for, for our program, I use a program, it sets that up. And then every once in a while, I will have someone who sends me their own calendar link. <laughs> no, 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 this is, this is not let's duplicate effort. <laughs> so I, I typically don't even respond. I'm like, you know, because the program I use will put it in Outlook Gmail, all of those various calendar programs. And so I don't quite understand the concept of let's do it, you know, let's, let's send a whole nother, but you know, a big part of that is, is we, we have to automate things. And that really is your expertise because that's where we simplify that process. You know, we can have all of these various software programs, whatever it is. But then if we're still going in and manually (laughs) using them, it really defeats the purpose. Yes. And there are, so for really small businesses, there is definitely a big trend and you probably see it in a lot of different tools to have these all in one Mm -hmm. solutions. Right. And so like websites are starting to do that where they have, not only are they, you know, hosting your website content, your blog, Mm -hmm. they have e-commerce connected. Some of them also have um, email marketing and, you know, WordPress is its own ecosystem. (laughs) So you can almost do everything Mm -hmm. in WordPress. Um, And then CRMs or customer relationship management tools have the same thing. So they have email marketing, the content, or sorry, contact management, deal management, um, e-commerce. So all of them have these different components and you still have to figure out like, well, which ones do I need for my business? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, a free tool that I tell everyone about Mm -hmm. and what I use. So if somebody says to you, oh, you need to get this new um, blah, blah, blah tool. um, You go to, it's called G is in George Mm -hmm. to the number.com. Uh, G2 crowd. So um, it's an awesome website because it, someone that is using the tool is actually reviewing all these different Ah, software. mm -hmm. And so they also create categories. So like online appointment scheduling, you can go in there and see a four square of all the different tools in that category. Mm-hmm. So it gives you the ability to go, well, which one do I want? You can kind of click through because that's always the challenge. You type in CRM and you just get this long right. list. Well, and, and a lot of people are going, CRM? What's CRM? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, um, and then the reviews is very helpful because you get real people saying, what do they like? Mm-hmm. What do they struggle with? What would they like the company to do better? And you can get a little bit of an assessment. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and and as you said, that's the the problem is we we get overwhelmed, um, you know, because typically what a lot of us do is you know we think okay I need a new scheduling program, so I you know go to Facebook I say hey friends 
what scheduling program do you use? And I get 900 suggestions, which helped in no way. <laughs> and, and it's kind of like, okay, 10 people said this, so it must be the best one. Well, it doesn't. You know, it, it's just, it works best for them. And then the really funny thing is it really might not be the best for them. It's just what they use. Right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> so the tools that I think like every kind of service-based business really needs is, um, or are, is online appointment scheduling. Okay. For sure. Everyone needs like a good email calendar system. And um, I'm actually going to be publishing a, a blog post soon about the most underutilized uh, tools that for business owners, which is their, I guess, their productivity suite. So like G Suite, or Microsoft 365, because there are so many tools that you get within just that one license that so many people don't use. Yeah, one they don't look at it and go, I don't even know what that icon is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, one is just really taking the time to look at what tool, what capabilities are in your right. tool. I always go right to the help documentation. Okay. Show me the feature list. <laughs> Right. Mm -hmm. And then I go learn about the different pieces of it. And then how can thinking about how can I actually use it mm -hmm. in my business? Mm -hmm. right. um, let's see. The other is email marketing, contact management, which can all be in one. I mean, the all in one CRMs are really very helpful. And then that they have automation in there. Mm -hmm. All of them have the ability to send like, you know, a, a campaign. I'm going to send my first email and then I'm going to wait five days and send the next email and then wait another five days. Um, but the really good ones have the ability to kind of listen to, well, what did the client or prospect do? Did they do the call to action that you had in that email? If they did, then they should be pulled out of that campaign and put into a different. Right. Because right. you don't want to follow up incorrectly. You know, and right. then they're going, well, wait a minute. I already scheduled my call with you. Why are you reminding me that we need to make a call? Right, right. <laughs> so um, I think understanding the type of automation available is really important as well. Right. You know, and, and speaking of your blog, you did this great blog post where, you know, it, it, it is kind of that taming the tiger thing. And so many of us, we have all of these things that we do. And we don't even realize that they could be automated. Um, so I love that you say the first thing that we all need to sit down and do is figure out what we do. Um, yeah. You know, the, the thing that is not specifically related. Well, and actually, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say specifically related to what we're doing, but we can automate a lot of that also. Um, so we need to sit down and really figure out what do I do in a week, a month, you know, whatever. Because some things you only do once a month, like invoicing, things like that. Right. But but I love that as you say, go through and really figure out what is it that you're doing, um, you know, and, and then figure out from there what can be automated. Yes. I think, you know, we all have a lot of tasks and activities on our, our plate. Mm -hmm. um, but for you to, you know, grow your business, you got to determine which ones of those things are important that you personally do. Like you are the only one that can go out networking. You are the only one that can have sales calls. Okay. You may be the only one that can deliver whatever your service is, but outside of that, you are not the only one that can do your social media, your invoicing, bookkeeping, those sorts of things take up a lot of time mm -hmm. and pull you out of, you know, the activities that are going to allow you to grow your business, build relationships, um, get more clients and have a bigger impact. 
Right. You know, and, and in some cases, you might need to, to have a VA or, you know, something like that. I mean, like my producer, and I've talked about this before, my producer is a VA, and she does quite a bit of what we need for this program. She's sending the emails, she's doing the follow-up, you know, all of those various things. And of course, the hardest part for me was to let go of that. <laughs> um, you know, and, and to realize it can, it can be done by someone else. She might do it a little bit differently. That doesn't mean it's wrong. Um, but, you know, but, but, you know, and so like I said, sometimes you do need that person. But in many cases, it really can be computerized. But, you know, then, then I think what, happen, what happens if something goes wrong? What if I look like I'm dumb? What if I use it wrong? We were laughing before, the, you know, the e-newsletters. Dear first name. <laughs> Oops. You know, we, we've and, all made mistakes. Yeah, and, and we can laugh about it and, and say what? You know, I didn't have 500 people on my mailing list whose name was first name. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's just part of the process of setting it up correctly. Um, you know, making sure, say, you know, when, when you're asking for somebody to subscribe to your newsletter, that you require a first name. Um, right. It's funny. We were having a conversation about this just yesterday in a mastermind group that I'm in. And we were saying, you know, we have been known <clears throat> to give a fake name so that I know, okay, this is, this is, you know, is, is coming from there. I know if I get something typically that is Deborah, you know, addressed to Deborah, they have pulled my information off of LinkedIn. Because that's what I used there because Deb and, and you know, they, they, it was taken and I didn't want to, you know, get too complicated with it. But so, yeah, if somebody is calling me Deborah, then they probably pulled my information off LinkedIn. And so I really probably don't know them and I can ignore that email. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but there are people who, who will do a totally fake name when they're signing up for things or they'll have a special email address. I have one that's sign up at debcareer.com. Because I want all of those things to go in a special folder and, and, and because that simplifies my life when I'm reading emails. Yes. Well, you know, going back to your process for the whole podcast, the important thing with automating is that you have to lay it out. You can't, right. I mean, if you're feeling like your workflow is chaotic, mm -hmm. is it chaotic because you just have a lot to do? Right. Or is it chaotic because you haven't defined the process that yes. you should follow? So um, you can, it's very hard to automate if you don't have a manual process laid out. And your process is awesome. I thought it was really well thought out, you know, asking the information and then the next, clarifying the next step. So I knew what to expect. Well, and, but you're right. We had to think about it. And, you know, and, and I worked with Kim and I said, okay, you know, how soon you know, do we, do we send the reminder? Um, you know, because if we send it several days before the program actually goes live, sometimes people got busy and, and forgot, okay, I need to promote the program. Um, if we, so, you know, so we, we've shortened that time period. Um, my scheduling program also sends reminders and, you know, and, and so I, I think you get a, a, a week reminder, a day reminder, and a 30-minute reminder. Um, you know, and, and I, it's like, and now I could send as many as I wanted, but I don't want to, you know, that, that gets annoying. <laughs> Five minutes. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had to sit down and think about it. But part of that process, and this is one of those things <coughs> that I wasn't happy with my scheduling program. So I love that I'm talking to you about this because I might just have to switch. There's no way to test it to see what you get, uh, or what is sent, I should be saying, unless you sign up for it. 
So I had to make fake appointments to myself to see what it was that was, was being sent out and when, um, you know, and, and so that was just very, I, you know what? I don't think any of them have a great way to test. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's, <laughs> that's kind of a complicated thing. And, and, um, but the other thing is, you know, it's, it, 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 the, what I love is it really is automated. And, and it's so funny because then I'll get a response from one of the automated things. And I'm like, what, what? And then I have to remember, oh yeah, I just reminded him about the program. And then of course I send a follow-up thank you that goes out, I think within an hour of, of when the program went, because we're all so busy that, you know, if I waited a day to say, hey, Mary Sue, thank you for being on the program. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and, um, but yeah, so we do it right away. And, and that of course is the key to a lot of this is, as you said, figuring out the timing, um, you know, and, and really sitting down and thinking, okay, when, when does this need? And, and in some cases it might even be as, as, as finite as figuring out time of day that some of these things go out. Right. And a lot of the tools will allow you to select your contacts Mm -hmm. time zone, right? Right. So that, Mm -hmm. um, your noon, uh, maybe they're 9am or your 9am, maybe they're 6am. Do right. you really want to be sending an email at 6am? Especially, you know, like for me, I'm trying to, I want people to have a balanced life, you know, cause you have family, you have friends, children, all these other things in your world. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be working all the time. Right. Um, and I don't want to be sending out my emails at midnight right. <laughs> or on Saturday or Sunday, because to me, that is, should be your personal time. Right. You know, and, and you just hit on something that is, is so important, and that's that our business, you know, it, it, yes, it is 24-7. I mean, you know, it's really hard to turn it off at 5 right. o'clock, but there are ways that make it easier to maybe turn it down. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we still might be checking emails, uh, you know, looking at a website, doing whatever, but it's, it's kind of in, in the background, um, you know, and, and, and we're spending time with the family. We're going to a movie, we're cooking dinner, we're doing whatever. And we're not thinking, oh my gosh, I forgot to send that reminder email to Mary Sue that we have an eight o'clock meeting in the morning. And so they're ring, 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 because you probably won't see if it's, if it's late in the evening also. Right, right. Well, and like uh, Gmail now has the ability to schedule emails um, and you could set reminders for yourself to take action if you don't want to um, do that. So it's like the tools are becoming so sophisticated. Um, it it's, can be overwhelming, but right. it's very helpful. You know, what you when you purchase these tools, you really don't need a bunch of different tools. You need probably three to four, depending on the type of business that you have. Right. Now, one of the things that I was reading about in your, your blog that just was like, oh my gosh, you know, light bulb, dingy, 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 was that invoicing can be automated. And, you know, and, and, you know, I laugh about that because as a small business, we, we need to, hello, we need to be invoicing, but so many of us put it off, you know, and, and, or many forget. I mean, don't you love it when you work with somebody and you don't get the invoice and you as the client are thinking, should I remind them I need to pay? Um, you know, and, and all these various things. And it's a time consuming process, even if it's just cut, paste, cut, paste, you know, um, all of those various things. So talk to us a little bit about how invoicing can be automated. Yes. So, um, I would say all of the 
kind of accounting softwares have a way to automate the invoicing. Mm-hmm. It would depend on the level you're at, if it's okay. included or not. Right. And um, that is the tricky thing is sometimes when we're being, I won't say cheap, but when we're taking the inexpensive or even the free route, because right, yeah. a lot of these programs have free, then you, you do lose some of these features. Yes. So I was using QuickBooks online for self-employed, which mm-hmm. is like, a terrible <laughs> tool. There's so there's nothing automated in there. And I really didn't want to pay the additional level to get more of the tools available. So I did switch to Wave Financial because ah. I don't have to pay for the software. Um, but it has tools in there that I really like. Um, and, you know, I talked to a bookkeeper today because I know I need help there. Mm-hmm. So it may not be the perfect solution, but for me, it does give the ability to, one, I could set up recurring payments that happen, you know, the first of the month, whatever the date cycle is. <clears throat> I can schedule future invoices mm-hmm. um, and you can schedule the reminders. So, you know, I also, I've read when, you know, researching this, one is sending invoices on the first of the month is probably the worst day to send it. Right. Because everybody sends them on the first of the month. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe delaying it five to 10 days, changing your, um, your date would be helpful, but everyone gets, you know, has a lot of email coming in. They may forget. Uh, the other thing with Wave Financial is that when you pay the first time, you can pre-approve it for the next time. Ah, so, oh, you know, cash flow is so important. And, it, and if they are committed to paying you, that's not going to be a big deal, right? So they, they pre-approve it. It'll send them the um, receipt that they charge the next time and it's done. Like, how awesome. Right. And so clearly they have to put in either their bank information or a credit card. Um, yep. And, you know, some places might do that. Some, But we're all doing that, right? You know, we, I've been talking about the fact that, you know, we subscribe to something monthly. It's the same thing. <laughs> Yes. And, you know, I, there are so many people that create an invoice in Word and then send it. And it's like, what? I, I did not even oh, understand yeah. that. <laughs> Excel. I used to, now yeah. this, you know, that was 20 years ago when I started out. I did it in Excel because then it would add it up. Um, but, but yeah, you know, and, and now one of the things that I, I really think this whole invoice automating, you know, auto, automation thing, you know, it, would be cool is if they accept, you know, and, and even if you're not automating it, but you know, if they accept that, you know, they will automatically pay, give them a discount because right. then you're That's not true. reminding them, um, you know, and, and it, de- you know, obviously it depends on how much you're billing them as to how much you want to do, but make their life easier too. You know, if they're not having to stop what they're doing, pay the bills, right. You know, Bills, hello, got a pile of bills right here. Um, you know, if they're not having to stop doing that and they can automate it, then why not save them a little bit of money? Yes, that's a good point. I will have to look and see if you can do a discount based on that. Yeah. I didn't think of that. <laughs> hey, I taught you something. I'm so happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and and we do we like automation to some degree. It's really funny. Some stuff I still want to see the bill. Um, and you know, and, and so yeah. I, you know, I don't always do automatic payment, but you know, it varies. And, and, and so the cool thing is to be able to set it up for what the client wants, you know, who, who are you invoicing and what do they prefer? Um, you know, and, and, and there are still going to be some, depending on what you do that actually want you to send them a printed invoice for whatever right. reason. 
Um, you know, and, and so, okay, you can, so that probably is going to fall out of the automation stream, but you know, it, what you still need to do is have that reminder somewhere that's going to <laughs> remind you, okay, you need to invoice Bob because Bob wants to get a printed invoice. Right, right, right. Yeah. The other one that um, I feel is super helpful and one that, you know, a lot of people aren't using is the um, e-signature is right. another one. Or okay. um, like if you have it, you have intake forms for podcasters mm-hmm. right. so, or people that want to you know be a guest on your podcast. But there are a lot of businesses that have intake forms, but they, ha- again, they, they're all paper. They literally have them printed out right. and you have to fill it in by hand. Um, but that creates such a problem downstream. One of my clients is a tutoring club. Mm-hmm. And so she needs to get a lot of information about the family, the students, right. and then approvals or signatures on different things related to how she's going to handle their data. And, and that's a legal signature. Right. That's why she needs that. Right. And, um, you know, when they have it on paper, they might get one paper, mm-hmm. but they may not get the next paper. And so it becomes this, uh, you know, mm-hmm. did we get that paper or we got to follow up? And who's really doing that? Because they it. Where did they put it after I printed it? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is something that we're working on is moving into forms, mm-hmm. you know, just a form, breaking it up so that she can know if this was actually signed or not. Right. Uh, versus that, you know, the hers has um, photo release. Can they do that? And then there was another piece. I was like, make those two separate things so you can actually verify that they were completed. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, because there's a, a legal liability one probably. And and then, like you said, the photo release and, and things like that. Yes. So um, the tool I like there is, one is Google Forms. Oh. Microsoft also has forms. And again, they're part of my business. Know mm-hmm. I know, nobody knows about it, but the Google Forms can be like a survey or it can be an actual form. And, and it's very easy to create, mm-hmm. you know, multiple choice. They have different types of questions, but you can, it all comes in and you can have it required and you can actually verify like the phone number and email is structured properly, those sorts of things. And, you know, it's just, it's right there. <laughs> And it's easy to integrate into different things. Mm -hmm. Well, and sometimes you still need some backups. um, And, you know, but but you need those, like I said, you know, it's like the person who needs the printed copy of their invoice. And I never understand why they can't just, I can't email it to them and they print it, but that's different. Um, (laughs) But like forms, you know, I do. I have the form for this program where I ask all this information and then I print it. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. Here. I can't be, you know, trying to, to find it on my screen and then I can go through and I can make notes and, and I can do all of those things. But technology sometimes doesn't work. I know you had problems filling out the form. Yes. Um, you know, and, and well, it was more, I, I like canceled it. Didn't realize uh, it, didn't and it got it. confused. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, but you know, those things happen, you know, and, and, and some of them are just things like, um, you know, like when you ask for someone's telephone number, depending on how you set it up, they might have to use hyphens or right. it doesn't want hyphens or date fields, you know, all those various things. And so that's where you really have to pay attention. And then of course the required and the not required fields, you know, all of those various things. And so I do have a backup, you know, mm-hmm. if for whatever reason, 
they, the form just won't work. And sometimes it's, it's a security reason on their computer. They right. have a firewall that, that is there. Um, and so it's not going to matter you know, what I do. They just can't do it. So I do have a PDF version of the form that you know I, I set up. And, and you can just go through, tab through everything, fill it out. There's a button at the end. Then you <laughs> click it and it emails it to me. So you don't have to save it, open your email, send it to me. So, you know, it's as automated as I can get it. Um, but, you know, and, and, you know, as I'm thinking through the process, okay, well, some of these I do need backups for. Um, and then, of course, the big thing is we always have to remember who are we dealing with? Are yes. we dealing with people who are very tech savvy or are we dealing with people who are like iPad? Yes, <laughs> um, JPEG. You know, I asked somebody the other day, they were submitting something to me and I said, I really need you to submit your photo as a high resolution JPEG. I might as well have been speaking a different language. They, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, and they said, can't I just paste it into the email? Okay, I'll make it work. <laughs> Not really what I wanted, but we will make that work um, because they really didn't know how to do it. And and my goal was not to to make their life difficult. So you know that that comes back to knowing who the people are. You know, are you dealing with really tech savvy people, or are you dealing with people that are like, yeah, what? <laughs> yes, I, I totally agree, and I do think um, depending, like the e signature stuff, depending on who your client is, can be a little like what? Mm -hmm. um, but more, what they're doing more and more with those is that they actually will then email you the completed PDF mm -hmm. and an audit right. trail. Right. So, but it, it, I have, uh, with my contracts, I actually mm -hmm. send a PDF version ahead of time. And I say, this is what's coming to you. You can review the contract ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And then this is how you go about signing right. it. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, we're, we're making it as easy as possible for them too. Right, right, because they could do it on their phone on the go. Mm -hmm. That reminds me, you know, when we bought our house here in Atlanta, it was one of those things where we ended up moving very quickly. It was a corporate relocation, yada, yada, yada. Um, but, you know, we're driving, driving here from Colorado, and closing was literally the next morning. <laughs> and I get an email from our realtor, and she says, you didn't fill out a certain form had to have it before closing. Now closing was like at 8 a.m. So she, <laughs> she needed it right away. I'm, I respond and I said, well, actually I knew we had the form, but it was somewhere, you know, buried yeah. in the box. And I said, I know we filled it out. So then we went back and forth three or four times. Yes, you did. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. No, you didn't. Um, and, and then she, you know, she said, okay, I will send you the form and you can do the e-signature. And I, so, and I was a little perplexed. Now, this is seven years ago. So, technology was a little bit different at that point. Um, so, you know, she, and she literally told me, go to a computer. And I said, you're not getting the point that we're driving the movie van. <laughs> you know, my computer is in pieces in somewhere. Yeah, and you know, let alone the Wi-Fi and connectivity. I know. <laughs> you know and, and so, then she says, okay, well, we'll send it to your phone. Well, okay, I, did, I had a smartphone, and so I could do that. But then she hadn't set up the form right. And so when my husband did the e-signature, it automatically put his signature in my box and I couldn't override it. So I said, oh. and, you know, we're going back and forth about this, this, this whole time. And, you know, and, and we, you know, we'd had to pull off at a truck stop because, you know, bleh, bleh. and so then I get an email from her. You didn't do this right. 
<laughs> and and she's you know and, and and I said it didn't let me you know your form isn't right. She sniffed at me a couple more times and then I'd had it. And my next email to her was, "You either find the form we have already filled out, or the deal is off. We'll find <laughs> another house." I mean, I was that mad, and you know and and. My point is, when we're dealing with people who are paying us 10 bucks or thousands of dollars, keep them in mind. You know, this is not, let's see how complicated we can make this for people. And so, of course, the big thing is test it yourself. <laughs> Does it work? You know, if you're sending a PDF file, can you fill out all the places? Um, you know, all those various things. Or have a buddy fill it out. You know, somebody else right, right. can make sure it works. Yeah, my kids are great testers. They're mm-hmm. like, why am I getting this email? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and still be prepared for the fact that obviously sometimes things aren't going to work right. Um, but yeah, keep in mind that you're not just automating this to make your life easier. You're automating it to make things easier for your client also. Right, right. Well, and you know, one of the things that I get pushback on from people is um, that haven't automated, you know, they're a little less comfortable with the technology is that they feel like <laughs> automating is so impersonal. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, 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 that, and I'll be honest, that is exactly one of my drawbacks is I think, well, it's, it's not as personal as I would like it to be. Right. And, you know, there is a little bit of that. I totally agree. Um, but I think if you're not following your process or you can't because you just have too much going on and when you've started and you had five clients, you could do all the little touch points that you wanted to do. But now that you have 20 or however many coming in, you can't. Mm-hmm. And so it may be less personal, but you're actually delivering your intentional client experience right. that you want. And I think that's a little bit of the trade-off um, that you have. And also with automating, you don't want to over-automate. So mm-hmm. right. everything. Mm-hmm. you can still automate a task that says, you know, Deb, don't forget to just call this person right. and do, you know, in-person follow-up. So those are things that you can interject in there um, so that it's not just a robot mm-hmm. doing you know, and your emails can still be very personal um, and include components of it that make it, you know, not feel like just a robot. But there is that drawback that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Well, one of the other things that, that can definitely be automated that a lot of people don't take advantage of is social media posting. I go and and it's funny. I go back and forth about it, and I have some stuff automated. Um, you know, it's funny. I use Buffer, and you say, "Oh, Buffer's not one of the good ones," so we must chat. Um, but you, you there, and and the technology goes back and forth, and part of that is because social media goes back and forth. You know, Facebook doesn't like some. You know, we it's always funny. We give Facebook a, a you know a, a persona. And, you know, Facebook doesn't always like it when things are automated because that means you're not in Facebook. You know, you're not right. there typing it. So Facebook goes, no, we don't like that. And so, it, you know, it, it moves stuff further down in the algorithms and yada, yada, yada. And, and then, of course, you have the glitches. You know, I, I set stuff up to automate and then pretty soon my Twitter isn't, isn't automating because something changed. But, what are, it, 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 but it still is one of the easiest and best things that business people need to do is to automate a good portion of their social media. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. So there are a ton of tools available to you and, um, you know, it depends on how important social media is to your business. 
but everyone needs to have visibility in their social media. So um, there's obviously Hootsuite, Buffer. I think Later is another one where it's more about scheduling. You create the content and you can schedule it for like a month out. Right. Um, those all work very well. And I do think they, they impinge on your engagement a little bit, but mm -hmm. um, the one that I'm using is Meet Edgar. <laughs> which allows me to have a library of content. Ah. So, um, and I'm always adding into it. So I have categories for different type of content that I'm posting and maybe like my blogs is category. Um, some promotional sort of stuff is another category. Um, just tips and things like that. So I have different categories and I'm adding content in and it just schedules through my content. Ah. So if I have, you know, 20 pieces of content in a category and it's going out every week, mm -hmm. then in 20 weeks, you know, it may actually reloop that content. Right. Is that and bad? They don't, they don't remember that they saw something 20 weeks ago. And if they did, they got way too much time on there. <laughs> Right. So, um, I, I'm, again, I'm doing a trade-off. Yes, I need to have social media. Um, but you know, is it so important that every single thing is a unique piece of information for me? No. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and, and the things that we're talking about automating are like your blog posts, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and that's where say it's evergreen content. So you're right. reposting um, articles that went out and there's kind of, you know, there are also some, some add-ins that you can put in WordPress that will just automatically do that too. But, you know, I, I love the ones that are content curators. So, you know, I will see articles about LinkedIn, about social media, and I think, oh, that's a great article and I'd like to share it. So then you can, I can automate that. And like you say, you can kind of build up this queue. Yes. Yes. Like, uh, I know, I don't know which other ones have it, but Meet Edgar has that, you know, can import RSS feeds from your favorite, uh, websites that you watch and then you right. can add in your content and make your comments. I find that super helpful because when I was doing it in Hootsuite, I would have to go out, purposely look for my content, then pull it in, then type it. Whereas this just sucks it in and I can accept it, add my comments and move on. <laughs> right. you know, and, and that's, that's the important thing is it's not just going, you review it first um, yeah. because there's always going to be something that you know, you, you might not agree with, or, you know, if you don't agree with it, you want to make your comment, I don't agree, but you know, all these various, right. and, and so I always tell people it's not set it and forget it. You know, you right. there's still some human oversight that you have to do. Right, right, right. Totally agree. Right. And then of course the really important thing is you need to be monitoring if they comment. Um, because yeah. we've all seen the, the ones and, and, you know, typically these are the people who are, are a bigger business where they never, ever read the comments. Um, <laughs> they ask the questions. Like, really? <laughs> you know, and, and, and my favorites are the ones where I'm basically saying, Oh, that sounds good. I would like to send you money. Tell me more. <laughs> and then they never respond. I'm like, okay, really? Um, you know, and, and so you need to respond. If people have questions, if they have comments, all those various things, you need to be checking those out. And maybe you, you know, you set a reminder. <clears throat> that you do it once a day, um, you know, and, and, and again, part of this is the whole scheduling thing. You know, you're not, you're watching here and <laughs> every time somebody responds, you drop everything and you go off and you deal with it. Right, right. Um, you know, it's, it's once a day you deal with it. Typically people are okay if you respond within four hours, six hours, whatever. And, you know, it obviously depends on what it is, but it, it is that time management 
that is probably one of the biggest keys to making all of this work well and, and, and saving your time. Yes. Yes. I, I, you know, that is something, especially as your business grows and changes, it evolves. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I'm having for myself. I'm having to reevaluate, well, how am I structuring my time so that um, I'm making time for the right things in the right schedule, Mm -hmm. you know, which was totally different three months ago. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and, and that's the thing is it changes your business changes Technology changes, um, you know, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm going to review my scheduling program and I'm going to review my invoicing um, mm-hmm. because what I had at the time worked great, but now there might be something better. Right. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the same as when you're doing your planning for the year is to take the time to reevaluate your technology because it is changing that, mm-hmm. that frequently. Um, and, you know, if you're interested, I do post regularly on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram um, where I'm doing some of that curating and letting you know the cool tools that are out there. Cool. Cool. I love it. (laughs) And at the end, we'll tell people how to to reach out to you. Um, And it's funny, as you were saying, you post here and here and here. That's another one of the things that people need to look at and, and think about is where you're posting. And I don't care if it's manually or if it's automated. If you're your clients, your potential clients aren't on, say, Instagram, then don't spend your time there, you know, and, or if that's what you personally like, okay, then do that at some other time, but figure out where, where you want to reach them and, and focus on that. And, and I'll be honest, you know, for any business person who is not using LinkedIn, shame, 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 (laughs) Because, you know, there's so much going on on the other platforms, um, you know, and, and I mean, Facebook, great example. Because of, shall we say, the political climate, <laughs> you know, we, we have unfollowed, we have unfriended, you know, we ignore posts from people that might be, you know, and, and that's just a small part of their life. But then what happens is we miss the things that, that really might pertain. And, and you typically, now, you know, there, there will be some times where you see some things on LinkedIn, but you're not going to see the vacation pictures, the cat right. videos, all of those various things. It's business, um, you know, and, and so you can go through and, and really focus on business on LinkedIn. Yeah, I do like that as well. I need to start on LinkedIn using the video more and doing more like the tech tips. <laughs> right, right. And it, it's all you know, it's trial and error. And I think you have to be open to, to just trying it out, maybe not perfectly and learning and moving forward. (laughs) Right. And, and the big thing is, even if you spent money on it, or maybe most importantly, if you spent money on it, if it's not working, then stop doing it. Yes. um, You know, that's, it's, it's surprising how many, one client had um, pipe drive, constant Mm -hmm. contact, MailChimp, Oh, goody, they had them all. (laughs) And I was like, what are you doing? You know, you you don't need all those things. And they're kind of redundant. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And then they were like, well, I don't know where my data is because it's, you know, in all these different places. Well, especially if people subscribed, you know, were they subscribing to the MailChimp link? Were they subscribing to the Constant Contact link? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I had a client that was was like that. They in in one area they used Mailchimp, and in in another area they used it was actually a third party vendor. But you know, we never the twain shall meet. And so we had people who were saying, "Wait, a minute, I'm not getting your weekly emails, or I'm not getting you know all of these various things." And it was because they had multiple platforms going on. 
Yes. Well, and we didn't talk about this tool. I'm not sure if you use it, but Zapier. No, tell me more about it. (laughs) So Zapier is, what they do is they connect different technologies. And it's what the, you know, engineers would call APIs. Okay. Which makes it seem like, oh, I can't do that. I know. Wait, my brain just shorted out. (laughs) But it's actually just a little visual editor where you say, I want to connect my MailChimp to my my Google form, maybe the vice versa. Okay. I'm going to have somebody fill out a Google form and then I want them added into my MailChimp mailing list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Zapier will do that for you. Uh-huh. And it's, it's pretty simple to set up mm-hmm. and they have a free level and then the next level isn't too much more. But that, I mean, once you start using Zapier, it's kind of like, oh, I can do a zap for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can do a zap for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you just said something I want to emphasize again. If there's a free version, try it first. Um, yes. you know, and, and, and get familiar with whatever the tool is. Then if you need to pay, you're, you're already familiar with it. Um, don't pay first. You know, even if it's just that you can try it for free for a month. Um, but then the important thing is, and I'm guilty about this, I sign up for the free month. And then you forget to turn it off. Use it, right? You know, and, and, and so, you know, then I might, then I'm noted, wait a minute, I've been being billed for this. Um, so I always like the ones that don't force me to put in a credit card. Um, you know, and yes, and, I actually don't sign up for things that force me to put in yeah, a credit card. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, when you've got that free trial period, use it. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, how I said to look at uh, G2 Crowd, that's one tool. I always look at Zapier too. So if I'm looking at a new tool, um, I'll check to see, is it part of Zapier? Because if that tool is not, then you're totally relying on the integration that it has developed. And if it hasn't developed integrations to a lot of other things, then you're really limiting yourself and you become the integrator. Mm-hmm. You're the one taking the data from here and typing it into this one, um, or maybe importing with an export if it has it, but you know, then you are doing the work and Zapier can take that off your plate. And it, like I said, it's a little bit of a learning curve, but it really isn't too right. challenging. Well, and when we're having to go back and remember things, that's where errors happen. Um, you know, great example is this program. You know, you schedule through my scheduling program. So, you know, it was, okay, you, you're going, we're going to be recording this at 1 p.m. And then I would have to go in and manually go into my Zoom account, set up the Zoom meeting, send you an email. So I had to write myself a reminder. Okay. The day before I need to send a reminder, which works until it's a Monday morning program. And then it's like, okay, do I send it on Friday or do I send it on Sunday? Um, and, and, you know, heaven forbid that I'm on vacation or sick or just have a, you know, a senior moment and I forget to send it. When they integrated zoom into my scheduling program, I'm like, <laughs> and you know and, and and we just really incorporated that i mean within the last couple of weeks and so it'll be interesting to see how that works but it's it's so i go to my zoom page and there's all these things already set up um now you know if somebody says okay what's the zoom link again all we have to do is open the calendar because that's where it put it copy the link and send it to them um you know and and or just say hey it's in the calendar uh, you know and and but yeah to to that right there save time i mean because that was about a 5 10 minute process you know it's right. not a lot until you figure you know weeks where i do 6 8 interviews in a week 
Okay, that adds up. And then, oh my gosh, I told this person that we're, we're talking at 1 a.m. p.m. Or all these various things. So I, I think that's maybe the other thing that we need to remember is when it's automated, it gets rid of many, most, some, all errors. Yeah, I shouldn't say all. There are still going to be some yeah. things that happen. But, you know, the, the typo type of errors, you know, those things will hopefully go away if you put it in right to start with. Yes. Well, and like uh, before even I started using an email marketing tool uh, or templates, you know, in email, I was copying, pasting <laughs> my email, right? There was definitely one time where I put the wrong, I just copied it and I never changed the person's name. It was oh, so yeah, fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that happens because if you're trying to just do it all manually, the kids need me to take them somewhere. And I'm like, I'm just going to do this one last email. and then. That's when you make the mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, most of the time they're, they're, you know, we can laugh at them, but there are times where you really could be costing yourself business. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, this is just so much fun. I'm having so much fun <laughs> talking about this. So, okay. Are there any other programs that we really need to be thinking about using to automate? Okay. So um, I commented on Zapier, which is one I think everyone should look at. Okay. Um, and I am going to be doing a little uh, Facebook live showing you how to use it and set up some easy zaps because there's cool. just like... The I love it that there's zaps. <laughs> yeah. Really cute. I think they have their marketing down pat, mm-hmm. but um, it is easy to use and it is it works, you know, mm-hmm. just makes it so much faster to get things done. Mm-hmm. The other is um, the all-in-one CRM tools. And this is if you are somebody that has a bunch of spreadsheets and you're tracking, you know, who are your clients? Um, who are you invoicing? When all those- did I follow up with them? <laughs> it's probably time to move into some sort of a CRM because then you're not having to duplicate data across multiple spreadsheets. Um, so I, I will, I guess we'll put this in the show notes, but I do have a new little download. It's called Ooh. technology that will help you get work off your plate. Um, where Yes. <laughs> where I've evaluated these all in one CRMs and they all have email marketing, contact management, deal management, or the pipeline, you know, just so you can kind of visualize where people are in in your sales pipeline or in your delivery, service delivery uh, process. Um, So I really like ActiveCampaign because it is, we haven't talked about cost, but there are a ton of tools that are really priced very well for small businesses, and ActiveCampaign is one of them. So um, you can get their CRM without the pipeline management for like $9 a month. Wow. And if you want the pipeline management, it's $49 a month. But the thing that I really love is that it comes with 25 users. Oh. And a lot of tools don't. And as small businesses, we do need to be considering um, the privacy and data, you know, integrity. Because if you have a VA or two um, and you give them your login, you're opening yourself up right. to some yeah. <laughs> well, and even when they're no longer your VA, then you have to go back through and change all your passwords. Which you're never going to do. Let's be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, having something that has a bunch of users allows you to just, you know, one, give them access to only certain things. Uh, you have a little bit more um, 
a trail to see what happened. If something catastrophic happened, you can backtrack. Um, but that I, I do prefer tools that give you more than one user, at least cool. two. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because you, you need to, everyone's going to have somebody helping them at some point. Right, right. <laughs> well, and, you know, I'm, I'm also one of those people that, that thinks you always should have somebody who has access in case something happens. Um, yeah. you know, and, and somebody else needs to, to, even if it's just that they're notifying everybody, Hey, she won the lottery and she <laughs> no longer in business. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish that'd be, wouldn't that be fun? That would be great. <laughs> well, Mary Sue, you know, we've been talking about, this is so much fun talking about all of this, but I'm still thinking, Oh my gosh, this is so much time. This, and yeah. You know, my, my brain is just shorting out again. So tell us how you can work with people to help them through all of this. Yes. So what I start with is we sit down and we just do an assessment of what technology they're using today okay. and then talk about their business. Like what, what are they trying to accomplish as a business? It doesn't have to be in technology. Where are their biggest time sucks mm -hmm. or investments or error prone areas. And then I recommend a plan on what technology would help them get the work off their plate, um, make things run faster. Um, so that's one, you know, and it just, a lot of people just like the strategy. They need to know what technology to use. And I'll actually also do the research. You know, okay. I go out, I look at different tools, I assess it based on their business. Um, and then I bring back some recommendations. Perfect. Once from there, if they want assistance actually implementing it, then I would do that as well. Okay. And um, I will also, I recommend everyone do demos of the technology. What I find is so funny is people are like, I just want to buy it. You know, which one should I buy? Yeah. And then they go out and buy. Mm -hmm. But watching demos, talking to the salespeople is an education that is so important because you may be in the call and one, uh, you don't like the software, the way it looks, the way it operates. Right. Two, you get a really good feel for the kind of company it is. Mm -hmm. And as small businesses, you need to know that they've got your back. Mm -hmm. You know, that they, one, can communicate with you, that they have good um, online help and that they provide support for you to learn how to use it. Right, right. Even right. if you are having someone like you take care of a lot of that, you still need to be able to, to get those answers yourself. Yeah, because I can, I will help implement it um, and I will train you, but after I'm gone, right. you're going to have to work with that company after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. you know, and, and, and now I'm sure I could go back and say, okay, Mary Sue, I've screwed it up. Fix it. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> but, you know, hopefully you know, we, we get things going and, and we're not having to do that. Right. Yeah. Most of these you could operate yourself, but um, you need the support is really important because if, you know, I may not be an expert in exactly the tool that you select. So I need to rely on the support too. Right. Right. Cool. <laughs> well, how, how do people find you and connect with you? So um, I have a website, msdadvisors.com, and you can schedule time with me from there. Um, I'm also on Facebook, MSD Advisors, or Instagram under my full name, Mary Sue Dayhill. Um, and I don't know if in the show notes we can put a link directly to uh, scheduling, and we'll include the uh, technology download that people can use. I think that's super helpful. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, because as we said, there's so much that, you know, we, we, we need help in this area. Yes. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm happy to help. It, I, 
I try to put a lot of information out there so that you could do it yourself. Um, and I, I, you know, starting a new program where I'm helping, I'm doing, you know, more the helping you do it, mm. training, and then um, the with you port right. versus doing it for you because you love can it. Do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, and there are people that, you know, I, I just want to know what to use and then I'll go figure it out myself or it's, I don't care. I, you just take care of it for me, you know? Right. <laughs> so cool. Well, you know, Mary Sue, do you have any final words to, to leave everyone with? Um, let's see. My final thought is that one, just because you're small does not mean you have to operate like a mom and pop. You know, you, the technology is available to you to operate at a more sophisticated level so that you can have that balance between family, life, and work. Right. I love it. You know, it's, it's you know, what do they say? The technology is available. Um, <laughs> you know, and we don't want to be the, 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 hey, you know, it's this little business. You know, we want to be the people that, you know, people want to do business with. And, and a big part of that is being professional in, in you know, all of these various areas. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you know, this has been great. And I've been making notes and I'm thinking, okay, let's go try these things and, and all of this. And so, you know, can't, can't wait to do that. Um, you know, this really has been so much fun and I hope people got a lot out of it. You can connect with Mary Sue at msdadvisors.com. I am Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Mary Sue Dayhill. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.